Well, we're back for another episode of the Gonzo Chronicles. It's been a little while. We got Elizabeth Cooper back. Thanks for coming to hang out, Elizabeth. Happy Anytime. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. It's well tomorrow. Thank you. Thank I have to tell you, this is not really one of my favorite holidays. Really? Mm-hmm. You see, it seems like you would like I would think you would like uh Valentine's Day. What what don't you like about it? It just kind of feels hallmarky. You know, I know it's supposed to be St. Valentine, so they try to rope like religion into it. So I feel very obligated as I grew up Catholic. So, it, you know, it's all that Catholic guilt that um, each sacrament, I think, just adds on a little bit more. And I took all of the sacraments. But, um, yeah, it just, I don't know. You know, I don't like cards. Greeting cards, I'm the worst. Yeah. I'm lucky if I remember to send out enough Christmas cards. Like. At Thanksgiving, I sit down and make out a list like, who did I forget? Who did I forget? And sure enough, like, I'll get cards from people like, shit, I forgot to send them a card. And oh, I love that because then I'll just whip out the card and I'm like, okay, what's their return address? Boom, send. I love that. Yeah, but I hate when I get it like Christmas Eve. I'm like, damn it, this is going to, this is going to make me look like the biggest POS friend. <laughs> but, yeah. but that's all right. That, that's okay. But, they uh, waited until Christmas Eve for you to get it. Yeah, they're not so, on the eight ball either. <laughs> so, so we had a we just did a show with Cafe to Cooper show, and we talked about quite a few things. Did you ask me a question about what what I have given for how uh, Halloween Valentine's Day? Right? <laughs> what What are some of the gifts you've given on Valentine's Day, and what's your favorite one you've gotten? Um. Okay. So I've given. I don't know why, but a lot of past boyfriends have gotten underwear. Um, they've never worn it, ever, none of them. Um, you know, a lot of times it'll be something that I know that they want. So if it's a certain tool or if it's, you know, they like a certain sport, something like that, I'll get them something practical. That's usually how I am with gift giving, no matter if it's birthday or Christmas or whatever it might be. I'm very, very practical. Um so, and the ones that I've received, jewelry has not been a number one. Like I have not received a lot of jewelry, but I have received a lot of elaborate floral arrangements. I love flowers. So those are always really nice. Uh, now my birthday is right before Mother's Day. So I get the flowers, you know, double time. And it, it's like a somebody died in the house you know there's just flowers everywhere because i have so many kids so you wind up getting flowers from all the kids and their dad and my birthday and i love it well that's pretty cool so the, yeah the underwear thing i've only gotten that one time and i feel bad like because you know you say they never wear it right but like i hate not to use a gift if somebody gives it to me so i got this really tight pair of like speedo type things and i'm like ah but anyway i didn't want it to go to waste so there I'm on my back deck doing Tai Chi, like Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse. I'm not good at Tai Chi, and I'm certainly nothing to look at. But the neighbors, like, I didn't know I had that many neighbors, like, peeking out windows. Like, what is this lard ass? And I'm like, uh, you know, <laughs> like, I look like a fat guy trying to do yoga. No, I'm totally kidding. I never got that. <laughs> oh, because I was about to say, so is this on a dare, or is this like a regular practice? You're usually in the backyard it. in your underwear it. doing Tai Chi? Lost a bet. <laughs> <laughs> what if, what about the edible underwear? Have you ever received that? No. No, I'm, I not, I'm not that hungry, though. 
I did once and it looks so disgusting. I never did anything with it. What would it taste like? It's like fruit roll ups. I like fruit roll ups. Just give me some fruit roll ups. I don't know if I want. <laughs> don't get... And if it's that sticky, do you really want it in those parts? No. <laughs> I mean, I know what Velcro sounds like, and I can just imagine. It's like that's that just sounds painful. And I have a Valentine's Day bedroom type tip. Don't go after the like Sunday, the ice cream Sunday. That's not a good thing to get stuck up your nose. Whipped cream up your nose is the worst. So stay away from the whipped cream if you do the ice cream Sunday type thing. Just FYI. Uh, I don't I didn't know that was done since nine and a half weeks. Wasn't sure. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. <laughs> that was the dumbest scene I've ever <laughs> And then you know what was funny? The, um Charlie Sheen was in I forgot the name of the movie. It was like a Top Gun spoof. And he did the same scene from Nine and a Half Weeks, the refrigerator scene and all that, with who his female lead in that. But it did it so funny. It was hilarious. And if what I can think of uh, Hold on, I'll look it up. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's see. I remember most. So it was an older film, like when he was young? Yeah. Uh, I remember um, Hot Shots. Hot Shots. 1991. That's right. I remember The Chase. That was the cheesiest film ever. Oh my God. I remember that. They had kidnapped some senator's daughter or something. And yeah. yeah and the, the whole thing was shot like in the car. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh. They had this relationship in the car. They had sex in the car. They, I mean, it's like really. It was just and the too car much. never stopped moving. That's no, crazy. never. It was a high speed chase the whole movie. <laughs> um, what was the? I'm trying to think. Was was that the movie where, like, the two guys from the Red Hot Chili Peppers came out on a truck? They were trying to knock this wreck the car, and they ended up wrecking themselves. It was so funny. Did they? I don't remember that. I'm gonna look. Whatever the hell the movie that was was just totally funny. I'm gonna look that up. But, okay. But anyway, so we had a weird week, like China. Like in my last podcast, I, I totally went off and like, uh, like a step away from accusing the administration of treason for letting a Chinese spy balloon mm-hmm. spend eight days going across their nuclear triad and spying. Um, but now we've had some other stuff shot down. We have, you know, I pulled up a, a map that I'm looking at right now. So the other balloon sightings, because you're right, we've had four shot down. One went across the entire United States and it was shot down still on U.S. within U.S. waters outside of Myrtle Beach. And then there was one in Alaska. There was one in, was it Montana? No, it wasn't. It was like Wyoming or something. And then Michigan was the latest one. Yeah, we're like here and yeah. Yeah, and maybe the third one was the one that's in Canada because we shot down one in Canada as well. It wasn't quite in the U.S. But this map that I was looking at, so did you know that there was one sighted in Costa Rica on February 2nd? There was one sighted in Colombia on February 4th, which could be the same Costa Rican one. And then there was um, a sighting from Guam, Hawaii, Texas, and Florida. So there was a southernmost one. I never heard about the southern one. 
And we obviously didn't shoot that down. Where'd it go? Uh, I don't know. Did it come across our southern border? And I don't know. That's what, yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like, so there was one up north, Canada, February 2nd. And then down south on February 2nd was Costa Rica. There was a, a really interesting sighting over Hawaii. And it looked mm -hmm. like, a, like a giant ship, but it wasn't. It was like laser lights. And they didn't know what it was. And then they said that was a Chinese spy satellite shooting lasers. Like with laser, not like to harm, but like a laser you get a cat to chase. You know what I mean? Like somehow doing that. Um, that was on CNBC earlier. I That's thought, really bizarre. Like what's yeah, the point of the lasers? I don't know. I have, I have no idea. I saw an article here also that uh, from yesterday on Forbes.com, Taiwan says dozens of Chinese spy balloons have entered its airspace. And uh, another one from February 8th of the Washington Examiner, Chinese spy balloons spotted over five continents as a part of wider surveillance program, officials said. Like, what's the point? That's what I want to know. Well, yeah, I mean, don't they have satellites like the rest of us that can spy? I mean, what's the point? To me, I thought flying the balloon over and letting everyone, like even you and I, see it and, and be on TV was like a big, giant middle finger. That's what I That's thought. That's what I Right. Totally with you. That's what I thought at first, because we had a couple of different, you know, political conversations that were going not so nicely. And then all of a sudden this giant balloon comes across and everybody was saying that's, you know, a middle finger to the United States. Like, OK, you know, we're going to test you. China's testing us. But then there's one after the other after the other. I mean, there was one shot down Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm surprised I couldn't find any reports of one today. Um, and then there was a presser that, uh, let's see, General Glenn Van Herrick, he was stated saying something. I have that clip. Do you want me to play it? Yeah, please. Okay. Thanks for doing this. This is for General Van Herrick. Uh, because you still haven't been able to tell us what these things are that we are shooting out of the sky, uh, that raises the question, um, have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials? And if so, why? Because that is what everyone is asking us right now. Hey, thanks for the question, Helena. I'll let the intel community and the uh, counterintelligence community figure that out. I haven't ruled out anything. Uh, at this point, we continue to assess uh, every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches North America uh, with the attempt to identify it. Interesting. Yeah, uh, you think they would eliminate the, the UFO thing first because that there. If you uh, if you're on Twitter, there's a group called UFO Twitter. If you just hashtag that, these people okay. are all over the place. Um, wonder when there's going to be some disclosure or you know it's it's i don't know there's been so many people in this field that's just filled the airspace you know and i can't i mean just think of the new shows that come out in the fall on the history channel <laughs> we're going to see like there, but there's so many sightings every year um you can go to uh, there's a website called mufon.com mutual ufo network is what it stands for and you can actually look up in your region like if you want to find out in georgia all the sightings today in Georgia, you can find them. Like 
Now, again, is that legit stuff? People could be you know, just reporting something, making it up. But they'll have investigators of MUFON that will go out and, and investigate. That's so crazy. I found it. M-U-F-O-N.com. Yeah. MUFON.com. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I'd have to say, though, don't you kind of feel like if it was some sort of um, alien manned craft, it's like, oh, no, no, don't come yet. Like, we still have to clean up down here. It's <laughs> we're not ready for you. We kind of have yeah. a crap show going on. Yeah, we're not ready for guests. <laughs> we're just not ready for guests. Yeah. yeah. Remember that show from the, a couple of years. <laughs> remember that show V that came out in the 80s? That was weird. Like they just showed up and were living amongst us. <laughs> so many people believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Who I mean, I I don't know if we're alone in the galaxy or not, or in the universe. I mean, it's a vast universe and we're finding more planets all the time that can have life. But if they're that intelligent, why would they you know, maybe we just have the best beaches anywhere in the galaxy. And I don't know. They like to sail the around. Best beaches. I, you know, I don't know. This MUFON thing is awesome. Uh, you can report a UFO, which yeah. I guess is why they have that map, that interactive yeah. map. Have you ever seen one? No. I, no. I saw something in the sky I couldn't identify. Mm -hmm. And I actually recorded it and I put it on YouTube. And uh, on my YouTube page, the Cyrus Alderwood page, if you go there, there's, and scroll all the way down to the videos at the bottom. This is one of the first ones I put up. I said, a UFO or a star. And this was when everybody said that you could see the light from the uh, International Space Station. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of cold outside. I remember looking up in the sky and I was seeing something. I thought, that's an interesting light. What is that? Is that the space station or is that just a really bright star? But it was brighter than everything else. And I'm thinking, well, no, that ISS wouldn't be that bright, would it? So I get my video camera out and I zoom in and I saw, I don't know what I saw. The zoom, it was, whatever it was, was changing shape. It would be like an octagon, then a triangle, and it would just morph around to different shapes. And it almost looked like in the video, when you look into the, like the centerpiece, it looked like a vortex going around, like it was a wormhole or something. I have no idea what it was. It could just be some trick of lights from a star. Um, but then I saw, I looked it up to see if other people had seen the same thing. And people were like, no, that's not the ISS. Other people had similar videos from years ago of something similar. They they could not explain what it was. Now, it, it could possibly, it's probably very explainable. I just have no idea what the heck it was. Um, but it certainly looked odd. I don't think the International Space Station, if I caught it on video, I don't think the light would make it change shapes. <laughs> Over no. and over. Yeah. Not yeah, even if it's twirling, you know? That's very unusual. I can remember right before um, my family and I, we moved from Metuchen, New Jersey to North Carolina. So to try to time this correctly, this would have been maybe about 1990 in the fall. And it was um, a line of these <clears throat> glowing orbs. And, you know, they, they look like they would be in the average height of an airplane you know it wasn't that high up there they weren't super tiny but they were round and glowing and so we saw one come across the sky and then all of a sudden there's one right behind it and one right behind that and they it was just this form of a line of lights and they were you know flying but to our eye 
it wasn't super fast. It was like very slow procession of these lights. And so I went on here and there's a YouTube video. This is exactly what it looks like. It's called uh, Starlink Satellites Train Sequence, I think. And that's exactly what it looked like. It's like a string of lights. So that, crazy. That's, that is that is pretty wild. You know, yeah. I remember in the 90s, um, I was watching CNN one night. And this is the craziest thing, uh, Elizabeth. This, they had um, over Phoenix. Have you ever heard of the Phoenix lights? Yes. Okay. So that looked, then they tried, the military tried to explain it like it was um, military flares. Well, they've had several people take the video and debunk them because military flares were like, they would move and come down, but these were all staying the same with the with the backdrop of the mountain. It was really wild. Um, I'll share a screen here if you want to see that video I took. Um, of course. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. Uh, let me, where do I share screen? Here it is. It is quite a conundrum though, isn't it? Because all of these particular uh, areas, the airspace is being uh, closed for these unidentified balloons. Yeah, all right, here's this video I saw. Okay. All right, I've zoomed in on this. It is April 3rd, Friday. This is what looked like a star. So I took some pictures. I'm going to zoom in a little bit more. I may or may not have had a couple of beers at this point. Oh, oh. It looks like. Huh. It almost looks like a cell. Yeah, something you put under a microscope. Yeah. But see how it changes shape? Mm-hmm. Looks like a baseball diamond right there. So I'm going to talk through this so you don't think I'm doing any weird edits on this. I'm just recording this live. This is the weirdest thing I think I've ever seen. That cannot be a star. I don't know. Maybe it is. I want to post this online. Tell me if I am wrong. Hmm. Oh, that's very strange. Yeah, let me stop that there. And stop share. There we go. Yeah, that was just weird. I, I, have, no, I mean, have no idea what it could have been. It could, it could have been a star and just the light playing tricks with you. I have no idea. I don't think so. I mean, that seemed to be, like you said, sort of like shaped like a baseball diamond, right? And it almost seemed like it was flopping around or, or moving in different directions very quickly, but also floating there. Yeah, and my hand was very st unsteady. I was holding it. And like I said, I may or may not have had a couple of beers at that time. <laughs> so, but like just the fact that it looked like a like a vortex in the middle, like mm -hmm. I don't know, it's it's kind of odd. But I saw a lot of people had similar videos recorded at different times. And uh, where were you? Right out in front of my house. So in Virginia. Yeah. Wow.
Yep. Wow. Uh, kind of crazy. But, you know, um, I, don't, I don't know. I, but who knows what it could have been? But that was kind of strange. Uh, there is an interesting article. It says, uh, this is on uh, MSN Business Insider. Here's why mysterious flying objects are suddenly popping up all over the place, according to the general leading the command, shooting them down. Um, a U.S. Air Force general is overseeing commands tasked with defunding, defunding, defending U.S. and Canadian airspace, explained that there's a reason mysterious flying objects seem to be suddenly popping up all over the place. There's been a change in the way the military looks for them. Four objects, one Chinese surveillance balloon, and three other smaller objects were shot down in the span of about a week. And the head of the military commands that have been involved in shooting down these objects flying over the U.S. and Canada revealed in a briefing on Sunday that the uptick in discovery and engagement follows a tweak of the radar filters after the Chinese spy balloon drifted across the continental U.S. earlier this month. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's also from the same General Glenn Van Herc. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, he says what we're seeing is very, very small objects that produce a very, very low radar cross section. And these are very, very slow objects in the space, if you will, going at the speed of the wind, essentially. He likes to use that word very a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I, anyway, it's, uh, it's really interesting, though. Um, but there's, you know, when you go to something like MUFON, how many of these things have they seen that are unexplainable? I mean, a lot, probably 95% can be explained away, but what about right. the five that can't? Well, you know, what I find really interesting is that our U.S. administration is now saying, oh, you know, there were balloons that we knew about in the fall at this time, at that time. Why didn't they say something then? We were still in somewhat turbulent um, waters with China then. So, mm -hmm. so why now all of a sudden, I guess perhaps because the last one, the first one that we shot down was so large. They had so many people that saw it with the naked eye that were calling in saying, hey, what the heck is this? And then this comes out today. So February 13th, 2023, John Kirby, the White House National Security Council spokesman, credited the the Biden administration and the president's own instructions to the U.S. intelligence community for discovering that China has a high altitude balloon program for intelligence collection that is connected to the People's Liberation Army. And that there are no active tracks as of today. So today they, they did not see any UFOs um, within our airspace today. <clears throat> <laughs> that's wild <laughs> I, you know but yeah I mean it could be just a big giant middle finger but why would they be so bold as to start throwing these out unless they were trying to make a statement they're making a political statement more than anything but one of the generals actually said um, this is a retired general that I saw on some news show said that the difference between using satellite technology and using one of these balloons like the first one we shot down was that you could get like high overhead pictures but nothing up real detailed he said with these balloons from the distance that they were at with the technology they were using you could look down and see the time on somebody's watch <gasps> that's sort of no. yeah he said it was you could get so much more clear information from flying that over and then 
that's the first thing I thought. He was he was a little upset too. It's like they let him go right over our hundred forty some nuclear missiles in Montana. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and then our B two bombers. Oh, man. Well, maybe I should have had a beer. I don't know. <laughs> That's absolutely insane. It could read the time on somebody's watch. So I wonder what the conversations are right now, because, you know, I heard <clears throat> that the president tried to call over to Xi Jinping and they like they let the call go to voicemail. <clears throat> they they wouldn't yeah. answer it. Yeah, I think our secretary of state or defense or whoever that was going over to Europe called his counterpart. They just didn't answer. But you know what I think would really make the Chinese nervous if we really, really wanted to get them on their toes? Go radio silent with them. Just don't say a word. And then th then they'll wonder, like, oh, wait a minute. We've we've done something. We messed up. Maybe. But <clears throat> I've read The Art of War. It's a playbook. They've used it over and over. Right. And every, everyone else in that region over there, every other country except for North Korea, they're sort of trying to work on their own, even with Australia and military pact, to kind of be a a buffer to China. You know, it's so hard to try to figure out, OK, where is this going to go? You know, is, is it just going to stop? Like, was that it? Was it just, <laughs> you know, we blow up a whole bunch of balloons, send yeah. them over to send a message and like, that's it? I, I don't know. It, it just seems so strange. But then again, go back to what we were talking about with UFOs and aliens. You know, I totally agree with you. I think it would be completely egotistic to think that we're the only functioning creatures in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. That's one reason why I picked this background as my, I usually do a Gonzo Chronicles background. Yeah. And this, this was just something like, when I was writing a book years ago, I thought, um, just think about the last time you looked up the stars. A clear night where you can see thousands of bright lights that travel millions of miles to shine their light on our small world. Is it so hard to believe that there's something else out there? That's really not. <clears throat> there has to be something else out there. I just think that if I was the something else out there, I, I would just drive right on by Earth like it's some cruddy old yeah. bus bench. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to like think you know, and the positive about people, and but you when you, if yeah, if I were coming by, I would you know, if I'm monitoring this planet, um, I'm looking down, I'm thinking, okay, in the last century, these people killed a hundred million of themselves, <laughs> just getting pissed off and fighting. Yeah, just you know, it's like it's like uh, trying to think I'm gonna go for a stroll at 2 a.m. in Brooklyn, you know. It's, it's not going to happen for downtown mm -mm. Chicago in the wrong neighborhood. No, that's, but you know, to, to make light of it, I think I did solve the cattle mutilation issue. Did I tell you about that? No. Oh yeah. I think I know why they come here for our cattle. We have the best galactic space burgers anywhere in the galaxy. They come <laughs> here for the meat. Like you can't, like we have the best beef and they come here and then they like take everything like, I don't know what their fascination is with the cow's ass, because every cow that's, like, been mutilated, the ass is gone. I'm like, maybe that's part of the anal probe thing. I have no idea. Maybe they have an ass fetish. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, nonetheless, every animal that's been raised like that and suspected UFO mutilation or alien mutilation, the ass is gone. 
I hope they don't have like I, I hope they didn't mishear it. It's Angus Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't uh, don't mishear that, guys. I mean, I can imagine when we get into space, like you know, Musk has got us out there flying around. Yeah, you get toward the end of the galaxy, and it's like, hey, hey, wait a minute, there's a really a burger joint. Like, huh? <laughs> it smells familiar. This conversation just took a turn. We'll stop here on the way to, you know, Venus. I don't know. <clears throat> but, uh, Are, have you ever been fascinated by Nostradamus and some of the things that he's predicted or not? Yeah, really? it's, it's interesting. Some of the stuff he's predicted. Him and that crazy Rasputin bastard. You remember? <laughs> yeah. That guy was, that guy, Rasputin probably belonged in the, uh, the court of Caligula more than he belonged there with the Russian czars. But uh, yeah. What do you think about the um, Nostradamus though? I find it interesting. You know, I do think that, you know, if you look at let's, let's even throw astrology in there. It can all sort of be manipulated to seem a hundred percent right and accurate. Mm-hmm. Because these things were written so long ago. So my mother has always followed Nostradamus. And when 9-11 happened, she's like, Nostradamus, he was right. Because he talked about the two silver birds and they're going to hit. I don't remember exactly what the text said. And she's like, that's it. I'm like, okay, I can see how you could put that together. "Hmm." I don't know. I kind of like to read everything and then go, well, that was really interesting. Now what? Like, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. It's like, remember years ago, they come out with this thing called the Bible Code. And they mm-hmm. said that you could translate it somehow on a computer. was only the only thing you could translate it. And they would find keywords that would cross-section each other, like Bush, 9-11, Bin Laden, or whatever in the text. And I'm like, why is it you find this stuff after it happens? Like, you know, like, yeah. And I don't I don't think there's going to be, a, like, if, if all this stuff was already written in stone, I think God would tell us and not, like, make us go play peekaboo to find it. You know what I mean? You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to, what is that? <laughs> Speaking about AI and stuff, what what is that AI, um, what is it called? Where it'll just write out a song or a story or an essay. Oh, crap, yeah. Uh, Google was doing that earlier. Yeah. Hold on, I'll, uh, I'll tell you in just a second. <sighs> I was I gotta just, find it. just reading an article about it. I know, uh, me too. Uh, chat GPT. Chat B- GPT. Okay, I'm going to put into chat GBT. Uh, GPT. GPT. Yeah. There it is. Chat GPT. Can you just like anybody, do you have to have an account or can anybody use it? I have it? no idea. Try it. I'm going to try it. We're going to ask it, how does the world end? Let's do that. <laughs> verify I'm a human. Um, oh, that's rich. It's asking you to verify that you're a human. I know. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, you verify. <laughs> All right. So you have to verify that you're a human. And then it wants to go through your Google. If knows my name. Oh, man. It wants my phone number. Do I give it my real phone number or make up one? I don't know. It'll call you later I'm making up one. Mm -mm. Oh, it's going to send me a code. I have to give it the right one. Son of a... Yeah, so let's... 
Okay. So we're going to see what it spits out. All right. It tells me all about the system is optimized for dialogue and it does this and it does that. Okay. So how the world ends or should we ask it something about UFOs? Well, what if, uh, why not both? Okay. Are aliens real? <laughs> All right, let's see what it does. There is currently no conclusive evidence that definitely provides the existence of extraterrestrial life. But given the vast size of the universe and the number of potentially inhabitable planets that have been identified, Many scientists believe that it is very possible that life exists elsewhere in the universe. You know, if I was a kid in school, I'd totally be using this. Oh, yeah. Then what? Then who's mutilating all the cattle? <laughs> oh, who's mutilating all the cattle? <laughs> and don't, get, don't tell me Bill Gates, although I might believe that because he's buying up all the farmland and wants us to eat fake meat. Oh, it's thinking. <laughs> it's still thinking. Maybe it is Bill Gates. Maybe he's the one with the ass fetish. There is no definitive evidence to suggest that cattle mutilations are caused by any specific entity or phenomenon. The cause of these incidents remains a subject of debate and investigation, with theories ranging from natural decom, decom, uh, decom, say the word for me. Decomposition? Yes, thank you. <laughs> and scavenging to human or animal predation and paranormal or extraterrestrial activity. However, it is worth noting that the vast majority of cattle deaths are due to natural causes or human activity. So it sort of touched. It's like aliens, but maybe not. So I guess the uh, fraternity pranks, maybe? <laughs> yeah, right. All right, how's the world end? The ultimate fate, <laughs> fate of the world will depend on a number of complex and interrelated factors, including the process Oh, wow. Of stellar evaluation. Man, it's going fast. The behavior of the sun, the potential impact of catastrophic events such as asteroid impacts, and the effect of human activity on the environment. Over very long time scales, it is likely the sun will evolve into a red giant, expanding to the point that it engulfs the inner planets, including Earth. However, this is not expected to occur for billions of years, and it is possible that humanity will have colonized other planets hmm, or developed other technologies to survive such an event. In the shorter term, the world could also be threatened by other disasters such as a massive asteroid impact, a super volcanic eruption, or nuclear war, among other possibilities. The precise nature and timing of the end of the world is still uncertain and subject to ongoing scientific research and speculation. This is amazing. I've got a very good question for it. I ask okay. it, who's your daddy? 
leave it to me to like have some mad wealth of information and I just piss it away. Yeah. It has an answer. I asked, who's your daddy? It says, as an artificial intelligence language model, I do not have a daddy in the traditional sense of the word. I was developed by a team of researchers at OpenAI, and I am powered by complex algorithms and machine learning techniques that allow me to process and respond to user input. All right, Wikipedia just died. <laughs> wow. There is no reason for Wikipedia anymore. Wow. All right. Who is Cyrus Alderwood? Oh, if this thing knows me. I'm sorry, but as an artificial intelligence language model, I do not have access to information about every person in the world. Therefore, I can't say whether there is someone named Cyrus Alderwood to provide any specific details about them. If there is additional content you can provide about who Cyrus Alderwood might be, I can try to help with more information. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to make it to the big time. <laughs> never. Oh, wow. Wow. I have to tell you, so I was a virgin before this. I had never tried this chat GBT thing. First experience. And they've got to do something about this. I mean, every kid out there is going to be answering stuff, writing essays, writing papers. Plagiarizing the hell out of there has There has to be some way that you can, you know, just just like whatever they use if they're apps or software or whatever whatever it is our teachers can very easily find out if someone's plagiarized someone else's work because it, it just pops up now how that works i don't know i'm not a teacher but i've heard about it i don't know this ai stuff makes me nervous i know there's a big future in it but like i've seen terminator right i mean <laughs> I, I, why don't they like mix up movies that would be interesting you know like Terminator versus and Back to the Future that would be interesting can you see Arnold Schwarzenegger going back to like 1957 oh my gosh no no I know give me your guitar I mean he couldn't play it the scary thing is <laughs> so if someone passed away in 2010 and you wake them up today they'll be like what what the heck happened yeah yeah exactly that's how fast this stuff is moving i mean i wake up sometimes today like what, what happened like, <laughs> I, I don't i don't recognize this place anymore um, I know, and then those commercials that they had on the super bowl i can't remember if it's is it called like no, it's not called Pixel. It's called something like that, where you can take any picture and you just you just like wiggle your finger over the person you don't want in your picture and boom, they're gone. Yeah. So you break up with a girlfriend, you just like erase her. She's gone. You still get your nice picture. I was looking good that day. Screw her. <laughs> it's Remember? insane. It just seems like, you know, for the younger generation, it's just going to be such a disposable lifestyle. You know, you know what? Um... 
I've often thought about this. And things are getting so easy this way that kids, I'm afraid kids today are not going to have an imagination because yeah. it's all done for them. How are we going to have any creative new artists? I mean, is it all just going to be digital creations? Like, that's not art. You know, that's not Picasso. That's I don't not- know. But we have a generation of kids that just don't want to work. So there's some issues. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's really true. But I but I often wonder that with, with all the AI and all it seems like everything thinks for you. Like does mm-hmm. anybody even need to learn how to read when they've got audible? Kids right. in school don't even learn cursive. How are they gonna sign their name? You know, and I was listening to the report, it was out of Baltimore. Um, but just the aptitude for math and reading is really deplorable. And it's on an average, it's a failing average that from elementary school all the way through high school, that many of them just, they're not proficient at math and and reading. Like, what are they going to do in the world? Yeah. That two years home of this pandemic, man, that, that wrecked, that set our education system back so freaking far. Like, I, and I, I don't know. Do you ever notice that uh, this is so funny? This There's this lady who offers a course now, and millennials are jumping in and buying it, and like younger kids too. It's like she's like 400 bucks for this course. Like, it's like two hours long where she teaches you how to have proper etiquette talking on the phone, <gasps> how to have proper etiquette in a Zoom call because it's like they're so remote, distance, texting. They don't know how to have a conversation, how to have a conversation over coffee. That's our widget. That that's our, our get rich widget, Cyrus. That's it. Yeah. How to chew gum and walk and make eye contact with people. Man, there's going to be a Van Wilder (laughs) popping up at every university. (laughs) Can you teach me how to talk to girls, Van? Can you? (laughs) Man, I haven't had a date and I'm a junior. How do I get it? <laughs> you know, but it's true though. My 15 year old was in the car and I said, you know, I was driving and I'm like, okay, call so-and-so. We had to call a doctor's office or something totally benign. And she's like, I can't do that. I can't call. Like, wh- what are you talking about? You can't call. Dial the number. You can call. She's like, well, what do I say? I mean, they really are lost. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid somebody needs to change a tire. Well, <laughs> can you imagine if they had to find a payphone like I did? My tire blew. <laughs> Where's the payphone? Where's the closest payphone? That's yeah. <laughs> they were like, "What's payphone?" What's that? <laughs> it's just so crazy how fast things have changed. You know, just things that are so normal to you and I are completely foreign. I'm not old, but I use a rotary phone, and they're right. like. Wasn't that an antique? Yeah. Or televisions with knobs. Like you change the channel by turning the knob. But, I want a I remote mean, control in my house. Yeah, me too. And like me put too. it on channel 13 now. <laughs> I was the the beer getter and the TV <laughs> changer. And I was the youngest. I was the baby. So we do all those things as the baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got stuck doing that too. My sister is like, I would have to do stuff for them all the time. And, and I, I don't know why I was such a, a dumbass with this, but they would say, well, we made the mess. You have to clean it up. And I thought that was my job. Like uh-huh. they would do that to me over and over. I'm like, oh, I guess I better clean this up. 
like because they went through all the trouble of doing this. I, I sh- and I don't know why they like, well, they had me coached up well until I got old enough and figured it out. And I'll tell you what, that was a, it was a hell of awakening when I was 23. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. But, <laughs> but it was funny. Like, I look back at it as a kid and I'm like, I fell for that? How'd I fall for that? Crazy, crazy stuff. <laughs> So is it just me or have you started with a drinking game when um, our dear leader comes on and he gives a speech and he either totally makes like not quite, he doesn't quite, you know, baby Bush, like make up a word, but he mushes them together or screams at us for like no reason. (laughs) Or whispers or he starts whispering all of a sudden. Whispers. Oh. Uh, see, I won't play that drinking game because I don't want to die. <laughs> I cannot handle that much alcohol. <laughs> the State of the Union, I'm like, I'm like, wow. You know, I went to bed totally unsatisfied. <laughs> like, and I was like, I was expecting something. I mean, he didn't even mention China. I'm like, come on, man. Come on, man. I sound like him now. But I, I, I have a hard time watching that guy, and I can't watch his press secretary because it, it's just annoying. I don't even like yeah. highlights of it. I don't even like highlights of it. I, you know, I might read like excerpts in the news article or something, but I can't. Just can't. Is that wrong? I know. You know, I just, I wish, I really wish that they would do better. Like, I'm not hard left, hard right. We very seldom talk about politics and things. You know, I just, I want the administration to do well. And I kind of feel like I'm a casting agent and I'm sitting in the audition. And it's like, okay, you just have to come and pick up this hammer. Like the hammer's right here. Just, just pick it up, you know? And it's like, they can't find the hammer to be able to pick it up. It's just, it's so frustrating. Um, but it gives me hope for 2024. Like I do, I still want to be an optimist. I do have hope that it's got to get better. You know, like you're, you're like, you're just hovering above rock bottom that it's just got to get better. Well, the people who have like tooled around with the idea of running, um, let's see, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Mm um, Mike Pompeo, Mm -hmm. like, Anybody on the other side is like scores better than this guy. And, you know, and like, I'm like you, like, I know a lot of my friends like, ah, you want them to do terrible because the other party, I'm like, dude, I'm in this boat with them. Like, mm-hmm. I want every president to succeed. Like every single one of them. I want them to kick ass. I, like, I might not like their policies, but I hope, hope we get the right policies and they do great because I want to see every everybody succeed. But yeah, I have a hard time rooting against anybody and, uh, I don't like anybody in Washington, but I hate to root against them because it's like, man, you know, how I many people lose their job if, I, if I'm selfish enough and get my way, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm self-employed. I, I think I'm probably okay, but it's like, you know, my bills go up too when everybody else does with inflation. So I, I don't know. So you've, I want to ask you, you've had some, you kind of re- kicked the show back off in the last few months and mm-hmm. caffeinated Cooper show. You've, uh, you said you were over 300 episodes. Is that right? Yeah, we just completed uh, 320. So what I was doing was I was keeping a tally each season. I'd start over with one. So season six, episode one. And that was a decent catalog for myself. 
But then I'm like, well, wait a minute. What I should really follow is the entirety since the show began, you know, like everybody Mm -hmm. else does. You just, you flip your seasons, but you, you continue the count of episodes. So, you know, I decided to, I think that would be a better way because how else am I ever going to realize like, oh, we're at the 400th or 500th episode. Like, that's great. So that's what, yeah, yeah, we're at 320. That's amazing. That's amazing. Congrats. That's thank you. a big deal. And you mentioned you were thinking about turning it into a podcast too, to, to do audio. I am. I do want to be able to extrapolate all of the audio out of the episodes and especially the ones from the past you know, two seasons have been really phenomenal and they've been longer than they ever have been before. So, you know, you can catch the show on YouTube, the Caffeinated Cooper Show channel, as well as um, the Caffeinated Cooper Show. You could Google it and you'll find it on Amazon. You'll find it on uh, Hero Go. You'll find it on Binge Networks. Um, so many other places. And I'm really, really happy to be in a distribution contract for the second year. That's cool. You know, one of my favorite episodes, I remember just watching this, is mesmerized by this guy, The Single Dad. Yeah. Remember that episode? I remember that episode. I found him. And the way I found him was it was after a surgery. I was up in the middle of the night and I was searching for something to watch. You know, I knew that I would watch something and and just fall asleep again, you know? So that was like my goal. And I found this guy that calls him the himself, the humble dad, and he has a humble dad podcast. And it was so refreshing because he is a father and he homeschools his children. um, He works a full-time job and he had an ill wife. And unfortunately, the episode that I happened to find was his first episode back after his wife had passed away. And he has three young children. They're beautiful children. But his podcast is him and he invites another father. And so, you know, one of his first questions is like, man, do you remember when your child was born? What did you feel? And it's uncovering the emotional human state of men, of fathers, which we don't hear from too many times because, you know, I, I think we're we're still evolving out of the men don't cry, men don't show their emotions. And I know in, in my generation, it was still that way. It was still, you just, yeah. you know, forge forward, you know, men still should be the, the stoic ones, the breadwinners, and they're strong and they're tough. Well, yeah, you guys are strong and tough you're human, you have emotions. And so he really brings out that emotional positive side to other fathers. And it's such a beautiful thing that he does. Um, So yeah, humble dad, his name is Ezekiel. Yeah. That that guy's a good soul. Like that's the kind of person like, you know, they always say you're, you're a sum total of five people you hang out with the most. That'd be the kind one of the kind of people you'd want to be hanging around with the most, you know, just because he just, uh, that was a good show. That was really touching. That was one of the very memorable ones. So, uh, but yeah, hopefully uh, uh, everybody goes to your YouTube page and hit subscribe and follow the Caffeinated Cooper show. Yes, please do. We're... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say we're everywhere, you know, so follow me on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, everything's going to be the Caffeinated Cooper show and or Elizabeth Cooper. So what, uh, who's uh, any 
fun shows coming up next or what, what do you got planned? I, I do. I do. I have one. We were supposed to go on tonight. Um, and I can tell you a little bit about her. Unfortunately, she did have a death in the family. So we are going to reschedule the show, but Christina Karras is coming on. And I don't know if you remember Christina, but she is on law and order. Um, she's an LA actress. She grew up in Alabama and she has a new movie coming out called call me Dottie. So call me Dottie is about the life of Dorothy Dandridge. And it's, yeah, it's going to be really, really cool. And she also has a new Christmas film set to come out this year, a Mississippi Christmas. So Christina Karras is coming onto the show. I also have, um, Cody Cowell. Let's see. I want to look up Cody for a second, but he is in a film. I believe he plays the role of Jesus in his past film. So he really undergone, you know, grew out all this hair. So everything's natural. You know, a lot of times for these films, you wear wigs and, you know, so many prosthesis and things, prosthetic, um, whatever it may be, changing your facial features or hair or things like that. But he was all natural for this film. So that's going to be a really cool show. He's also out of Los Angeles and he's an actor out there. He's also a volleyball coach. He has two really successful kids that both played volleyball in college, one of which his son, I believe, just graduated. And his daughter must be a senior. And I think they're at the University of Hawaii. So some really cool people. Um I have a young lady coming on. And uh, when I say young lady, she's like under 21. And she is a very successful, um, like not quite a life coach, but she's like a positivity coach. It's really cool individual. So yeah, yeah, check out the show. I always promote the shows before they air and I have a blast with it. Yeah. Well, yeah, everybody make sure you check it out and, uh, Make sure you subscribe, and when you get the podcast out, you'll let us know about it, and we'll we'll uh, we'll link that up too. So, uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Gonzo Chronicles. I'll ask you, anybody watching this or listening, are the aliens real? Do you believe? I think so. I think they're real. <laughs> well, hey, hey, we'll get into that again. We'll <laughs> there's all kinds of different alien races out there, according to some of the stuff I've read. So we'll get into that. If if you want to get into the weird, um, we'll 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 jump right in. It's, Let's it's, do a, it. it's a shallow pool with us weirdos. But uh, anyway, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode of the Gonzo Chronicles.